Continuing the ATA Legacy with Senior Master Taekwon Lee. Let's get started. Sir, I will live with perseverance in the spirit of Taekwondo. Courtesy for fellow students. Integrity within myself. And to become a black belt leader. Welcome to the ATA Nation Podcast. Instructors, students, parents, siblings of ATA Nation, whoever you are out there, welcome back to uh, the ATA Nation podcast. This is episode number 97. We are three away from the big 100 episodes. We're going to get to 100 episodes before we wrap up for the year. It's going to be a great time. Now, uh, today I am privileged to have an interview with ATA's new CEO, uh, member since birth, um, Senior Master Taekwon Lee. If you, if you don't know, uh, Senior Master Taekwon Lee is Eternal Grandmaster's son, and he has recently taken on the role as the CEO at ATA International. Um, I, this was just a great opportunity uh, to talk to him. Um, I, one of the things I wanted to get into was a little bit more about Founders Month and some of the things going on during Founders Month. And we just got going on the vision of Eternal Grandmaster, talking about all the things going on that uh, I, I kind of missed that. And, and I apologize. Um, we are going to make sure at the end of the episode, I'll mention a little bit about the Scholarship Foundation. And then we will also, um, I'm working on getting an interview um, with somebody from the scholarship foundation that we can do during founders month as well but make sure you're out there checking out what's going on with founders month um but for now let's go to our interview with senior master taekwon lee special guest interview ATA Nation, uh, we are back with you today, and I am super excited to have with us uh, Senior Master Taekwon Lee, the CEO of ATA International. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic, and thank you, Senior Master Hayden, for having me on the podcast. I've been listening and uh, and very excited to, to be on the podcast itself. We're uh, we're excited to have you. Um, and I didn't want to hit much uh, like CEO things. I think in the future we'll have you on. Um, you know, in the past, uh, as a, just an ATA member, um, not a, a licensee or whatever. Like, I don't care what the CEO is doing. I want to know what Taekwondo is happening. Yeah, you know. But nowadays, with a uh, with a uh, uh, you know Eternal Grandmaster's son. Um, you know, as the CEO, I think there's a little more interest in the the general public of like what's going on, what's happening. Um, but before that, uh, you know, a lot of people might not know you. Uh, they haven't met you um, uh, or interacted with you. And so I wanted to kind of get a little bit of history uh, from you. And there was a great press piece that went out just the other day, and I think I'll include it in the show notes. Um, and I personally, as a guy whose daughter just started Taekwondo, and it's been kind of a disaster, um, uh, I, uh, I was very heartened to see uh, a little bit about your uh, interaction with those first couple of classes. Can you tell us just like as the son of Eternal Grandmaster, what it was like walking into those first uh, first classes? Oh, my. So you want me to, you want to go there. Okay. Uh, I do. Right. Only because <laughs> only because my daughter just started. And I'm telling you, as an instructor, it has been a rough, it's been a rough yes, time. Sir. Yes, sir. So, okay. I'll, uh, so I'll give you a little backstory of, of my childhood. 
and yes. uh, growing up under um, the the growth of the ATA as well. Um, so my parents were gone a lot, as you can imagine, uh, during the you know late seventies, early eighties, when the ATA was really starting to to take the reins and go into regional areas and international to South That's America true. and development into Korea. Uh, you know, my father was gone almost every weekend and mm-hmm. a lot during the weeks, uh, and my mother would travel with him at times too. So. Growing up, I had sort of a um, separation anxiety of, of them being gone. And um, my grandparents, who didn't speak English, were there a lot to take care of me. Or Grandmaster Inholi's wife was, you know, I'd stay at their house. And um, so as a child, for me, there was a lot of that separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I kind of grew up with um, a, not this level of confidence that I have today. And, you know, and I still struggle with some of that today, right? But thank goodness for ATA martial arts. I mean, I, yes, I really do uh, appreciate what, what is done for me. Um, so at the age of four, you know, I being away from my mother at any moment would always conjure up just separation issues. And, and so mm-hmm. I cried. I cried a lot. And uh, I was that kid on your floor uh, <laughs> to the point where my mom had to stay. And watch every, you know, because at that time headquarters was in uh, the school was in headquarters building. So, you know, I think she wanted to maybe go spend some time with my dad in the back at the office, his office, and you know, have some uh, time to discuss with him the daily events. But yes, sir, I would turn around to look to make sure that she was there, and if she wasn't there, I cried a lot. Um, and it got to the point where the instructor said. I don't think this is going to work out at this moment. He's not ready. And I can't imagine what that was like for them to go oh, yeah. to, the, to the grandmasters, you know, um, family and say, your son's not ready for this. Uh, anyways, at, at any given rate, my mother then made an agreement with me to say, when you're five years old, we're going to bring you back in. So we'll take you out for now. And of course, you know, at four years old, you say, that's a great deal. Uh, well, then she, you know, at five years old, I went back and, and that continued. What I, what I appreciate is, was her, their relentless, um, you know, desire to keep me going in it between the instructor, my mother, my father, they somehow kept me inside of it. And, um, and, and then it, 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 you know, persistence definitely helped in that process. And as you know, too, kids like me, at that age, um, if you don't give up, when the parents don't give up, the instructor doesn't give up, the kid has no choice but not to give up mm-hmm. and continue to grow. Uh, and 9.9 times out of 10, that kid overcomes that hump. It's, it's when one of us gives up, right? Either the parent or the instructor, but the kid is just going to do what the kid thinks he's going to do. So uh, luckily for me and, and, and my life and my family and my dad's legacy, I was, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I was in that 99.9% percentile. Yes, sir. It, yeah. It seems to have turned out pretty well for you in the end. Um, I, uh, I remember, um, I remember you know, world championships one year, um, and I was probably 16, 18, something in there. My dad took me to Worlds, and I remember you were competing in a ring. I don't know if it was, it was regular competition, top 10 or whatever, and I just remember being like, oh, that's 
that's Taekwon Lee. That's Eternal Grandmaster's <laughs> son. Um, you know, and it was just this cool thing. Um, and and so I can imagine that the pressure as you got um, older, um, you know, teenage years, twenties, like to you were Eternal Grandmaster's son. I, I imagine that was a uh, could be a really challenging thing. How was it? How was it dealing with that? It was tough. It was tough. I, I you know, I I think. I th- obviously the name Taekwon in the bloodline that I have, people just assume you're going to be, you've got to be fantastic. And, you know, when I look at my uncles and, and what they've accomplished and how fierce they were in the ring, you know, you've got to, you've got, um, you're looking up and saying, how do I compete with that? And uh, it was challenging. And my instructor, when I was, um, you know, in my adult, young adult life, um, Grandmaster MK would be, at the tournaments and I would lose my match and, um, you know, I would come to him with my head hanging down and he, he was there to, you know, really pet my shoulder and, and, and help me to, to lift myself up off the ground because I did feel like a failure at, at times like that. Just there, there's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. in that, in that arena, um, with the last name Lee and, and Grandmaster MK was one that really connected with me and, he says, I understand how you feel. And it really, it really did help me tremendously to, to have my uncle. Um, and he's probably the one that I connected with the most in my younger years. And, um, and currently he's my instructor too. So it's, um, it was tough. I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it was tough. It was really, really hard. The flip side to that was as a, as a child, uh, growing up in Arkansas, I had, I had, almost like a double personality, right? Mm. So Lucas at school, um, I was, I was the only, um, Asian non Caucasian student there. And, um, and there was definitely discrimination and, and, uh, you know, they just didn't know anything about Korea. They didn't even know what Korea was. Uh, and so there, I, I was at the butt end of that. However, my mom was so, fantastic she says you need to go and do a demonstration in your class and that was in third grade so I did it and I broke some boards I did my form I had a buddy who was training with me in taekwondo at the time at ATA and um so I did it in front of my class and then that was that turned into the next year they said we want you to do it but let's do it for the entire school oh and uh I said are you serious but it turned into a school-wide demonstration and that was in fourth grade. <clears throat> My mother came and she did a, um, a full report about Korea and the history of Korea. And then we followed through with a demonstration. And that's when people started to go, oh, you know, there's there's something cool about this kid. Uh, and then and then people started to respect me a little bit more. Um, that yes, helped sir. me come out of my shell. So it was it's it's a two sided coin I, I couldn't I, I would not be who I am today without that journey without growing through the different pains um, growing through the pressure of, of being eternal grandmaster's son which I feel that every day today right? uh, that's yes sir <laughs> so um, it's been a wonderful journey and uh, um, I can't I, I wouldn't have asked for it any other way you know many people ask me as a kid what's it like to be the grandmaster's son I said I don't know any different 
You know, mm-hmm. I really don't know any different. What's it like to be you? I mean, I'm, I feel fortunate to be who I am. And, um, you know, there are good things and there are bad things, um, just like everyone's life. And, but I'm, I'm fortunate. I feel very, very, very fortunate to have walked the shoes that I'm in today and um, have the opportunities that I have today. But I'll tell you that the, the desire inside the heart to fulfill his vision is, is the strongest that I've ever felt. Well, and so that's uh, kind of where I wanted to go next a little was um, you, you had, you've had a lot of uh, different um, uh, journeys as you've come up through, uh, you know, getting older, going through, um, you know, college, you were out in, in, you know, California for a while, uh, worked for ATA uh, headquarters for a while, and then you went and were a, a school owner, um, you know, until just recently. Um, you know, uh, a lot of us licensees have got to hear a little bit about that story just um, through some thrives and things like that. Um, we don't have to go through the whole thing, but uh, I think it would be interesting for people to to know kind of what were your big takeaways? What was it like for you as Eternal Grandmaster's son, um, you know, have, have gone through and kind of seen ATA from, you know, inside out and whatnot to go and then open a school? Yeah, I think so one of my biggest takeaways was getting to to know my father even better um and i did this video during the 20th anniversary of his memorial Mm -hmm. uh, and i shared with with everyone in that video how much i've i've learned about my father since he passed away i learned more about him today than i have when he was alive um and and it, and it continues on with um, with the seniors that I, I respect, you know, um, Chief Master Sandoval. When I talk with him, you know, just the the love in his eyes and his uh-huh. connection, and I I, I experienced their connection uh, as a as a teenager and as a young adult. Um, but you know, talking to uh, Grandmaster Caruso and all of so many seniors that have that relationship with him. Um, it, I learned more about him during that, during my, my journey as a school owner. And that's to say that I learned about all the other school owners and the instructors that is, you know, he, he worked tirelessly and selflessly to fulfill his vision with the school owners. I mean, when I say this is his legacy, if you look at our museum wall, at the very end, and, and I wrote the piece there um, about the ATA legacy. It's the legacy wall, and at the very end, it says that um, uh, you know that our vision and mission is to to fulfill Eternal Grandmaster's legacy. And then at the very end, it says, "You are the ATA legacy." It's because we we do this together, and it's beyond just the the vision of Eternal Grandmaster. It's the vision of the ATA. And that Mm -hmm. I know we all say that that's his legacy, but it's our legacy. It's we work hard to do this together. And I know that that was his his vision and his belief is that we as as the instructors, we're going to continue this on. He knew that it was going to live beyond his his time here on Earth. And he was right. Uh, And so what I, I I learned so much about. Um, who you, Master Hayden, who you are as a as an instructor and as a black belt and a master, um, and, and the sacrifices that you make, uh, and then I understood the sacrifices that my father made because um, that was just that was that was his life. That 
Yes, sir. You, you all, or I should say, we we're 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 the reasons why he sacrificed so much in his life to fulfill what he believed was was the legacy of the ATA. Yes, sir. Well, that that ties. I was at a our regional uh, region one hundred and two East camp this weekend, and um, you know it's right uh, after uh, Founders Day, um, and so we we did song on one four different directions. Um, Chief Master Sandoval always uh, gives us a little talk about his time and his connection with Eternal Grandmaster. And he was talking about how um, one of the last uh, conversations they had, um, you know, Chief Master Sandoval was like, sir, how is this going to continue? How, how is this? You are the ATA. How are you? And, and he told Chief Master Sandoval, um, it, it'll continue because of people like you, it, it's mm-hmm. it's the the people in the ATA that make the difference, and um, that can be difficult for a lot of people because the ATA is is it's a brand, it's a it's an, a group of people, um, and then there's something we all know that there's something uh, a, a special sauce in there that that we feel when we go to worlds or we go to nationals, we go to you know these events, we go to a camp and and hang out with each other. Um, so there's so much that is a part of being ATA and carry on that legacy. Um, but I think it's important for us to realize that that legacy is ATA and it's not, um, martial arts in general, you know, martial arts is a great thing. You know, we want, you know, we think people are better for being martial arts. Um, but, but continuing a, uh, eternal grandmaster's legacy, um, is, is a little more than that. It, it's, it's something specific in song. Um, wouldn't you say? Well, I think it's yeah, yes. Uh, just let me hit on the community aspect. I think mm. what you're what you're hitting on is the the, the ATA or Songam family, or you can call it community. Uh, I actually was having a discussion about um, what what is what are some of the positive aspects that we embrace here at the ATA, and one of the biggest ones that was being challenged in this conversation was the the fact that we are a community we're a family and many people travel to uh, ata events on their vacation time so that they can meet up with their ata family and friends um they may not even be competing or or they just come to judge but they you know spend the evenings with their friends and families mm-hmm. and songam brothers and sisters and i think that is so important that is who we are who we are, and yes, we are a business, and yes, we must be trailblazers in this business, and we must continue that that vision and that legacy that started with so much evolution in, in Taekwondo that created that became Songam Taekwondo. However, we must embrace the fact that we are a community, and that's that's one of the biggest backbones of who we are. And I embrace that a hundred percent. I love going to ATA tournaments. And seeing my brothers and sisters, my Songam mm-hmm. brothers and sisters, and um, who I call my uncles, and you know, seeing Chief Master Sandoval there, yes, and, um, and just hugging him, and just talking about stories of of uh, Eternal Grandmaster, or or even um, juniors like you, yourself, you know, that is that is what I believe makes us separates us from so many others, and and I, I embrace that a hundred percent. Because there's a place for everyone in ATA, whether mm-hmm. you, you, you love the family aspects, the community, or if you want to continue to be on the cutting edge of martial arts and anywhere in between, we, we have that. We, we provide that 
And Eternal Grandmaster was that, uh, the, the, the guardian of that, right? So I, yes, I, I take it upon myself as the CEO of the organization at this moment in time is to continue that. And why would I change that? That's, that's, that's who we are. It's the power of who we are. Yes, sir. Yeah, it, it is, um, you know, continuing his legacy. Uh, and there's a lot of talk about that, um, you know, in, in all different areas. Um, for me, I always look at uh, you guys. I look at, um, you know, Grandmaster MK, um, you know, and go, this is the guy I'm going to follow if, if I'm continuing Eternal Grandmaster's legacy. Like, you know, I, I, back in the day, there was huge discussions about block stuff. And I was, uh, I, I learned over the years and I'm not really great at it, uh, but I, I need to get better at uh, tempering my, my voice that we used to have these bulletin boards on, um, ATA, uh, online.com or whatever like that. And I get on and be like, block is the devil. Everything you do is horrible. If you do block. And then, uh, you mean I block, block teaching. Yeah. Block teaching. <laughs> and then I'd meet with grandmaster MK and he was like, no, this is this is how and why you would would do this, and this is why it might be you know a, a better solution or whatnot. And then I'm being like, okay, <laughs> that guy you know kind of was around for the the whole thing, and you know, and was you know with Eternal Grandmaster and knows the thing. So I should shut my mouth and make sure I just <laughs> follow the follow the guys who know what's going on. Um, you know, and that's where I am now with like you as as CEO. You know. If there's people who are going to understand Eternal Grandmaster's legacy, it's it's you guys. And one of the things that we do, juniors to seniors, is you know, and it's one of our uh, our leadership life skills. We talk about you know, trust uh, is is in one of those. And I got to trust that you guys know what you're doing. You know, like well, you guys know I, the yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, touch on that. I mean, I I um so Grandmaster MK Lee is just, if I can just expand on on his, my relationship with him, you know, we, we, um, so I grew up, he used to have a prelude, uh, a, a Honda red prelude. It was a five speed, um, mm. back when the preludes were really cool and, and the old school <laughs> ones. And, uh, I remember, you know, he would, um, he moved here from California and he would stay with us, um, at our home here in Little Rock. And so when my parents traveled, I would get to ride with him a lot. And, um, you know, he, he had a lot of fun, He's a very light-hearted person. You've probably heard Sorry. him with um, his humor, and uh, uh, but he's a serious martial artist too. Oh, and what I would say, what the time that we are in today, I I accepted this position knowing that he is our presiding grandmaster. That was a that was a, a, a point where I said this opportunity presented itself, and and I said. Grandmaster MK Lee is the presiding grandmaster that presents so many opportunities to work hand in hand with the martial arts leadership and the corporate leadership so that we can work together because the grandmaster MK Lee understands martial arts and he understands our business. Yes, sir. He could tell you what, what is right and wrong for um, the legacy program, why it's not working, or he'll also, he may, he may have the wrong idea about something. What is also fantastic about working with him is he and I can get into an argument and walk out and go to lunch. And yeah, if, he, if he was wrong, he'll back down. If I was wrong, I back down. 
and we have the capability of communicating like that and, uh, and, and still showing the mutual respect. And that's what I, that is where I believe that we have so much synergy moving forward from the business and the martial arts. And I, I'm not going to pretend like we're going to be perfect. We're going to make mistakes, but we're going to hold each other accountable towards that direction and grow from our mistakes. And that's the biggest thing, right? Learn as you yes, go, sir. learn as you grow, uh, be, be willing to take chances. What if they said block system is the system to go with and it worked for a certain amount of schools, but then we did it on the organizational level and it didn't work out, you know, yeah, then exactly. they just had to shift, right? But they took that chance and look at it. That's common. That's just the way we do it now. Sir. Yeah, no, I, I think um, the, the family that is ATA, as long as we continue to act like a family, we're families get into arguments sometimes that's right but you make up you 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 know say stupid things every now and then <laughs> yes sir usually online um uh, <laughs> but uh you know you you love each other you know each other are coming from the best um place you know to help each other and to, to help the organization and whatnot so i am just super excited i think we are in for an amazing um, continuation of ATA. Um, you know, I talked to, uh, at this camp this weekend and I say, uh, a lot of times they, they say the growth of an organization, or the health of an organization is measured by whether the, the members think, um, the best days are ahead of us or the best days behind us. And, and I will say that I think a lot of people, I think that you, you talk to the ATA licensees right now, you talk to the ATA people, they're like, we're in for some really great times. Uh, it's, it's going to be an amazing future. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I, I I'm, I just wish there was twenty six hours in the day. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, I agree with you a hundred ten percent. There, this is this is my life. Uh, everything that I know, any decisions that we make here is going to impact not just my life for the rest of my life, but you know the people that I care for, which is the ATA yes, family. So that is you know having having that kind of responsibility. In, in this position, in this chair, gives gives the, the decision-making process a little bit easier decisions, right? Mm, it's, not yes, profit, it's not just profit-driven. We're looking at the, the longevity of the ATA and what it's going to look like in 30 years from now versus three years from now. It's a completely different outlook. Um, the time is right. The, uh, the, you know, the, the, my predecessors did a fantastic job. The, the current environment, the culture of the ATA is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, the tournaments are great. You know, there's, it's, there's, there's so many positive things going on right now. And I'm grateful. I stand on the, the shoulders of giants before me. I, I'm grateful for all of them. And, uh, you know, we're, it, it's, it's time to, to keep, keep moving forward and growing and innovating yes, and sir. embracing the family. I mean, there's just... I love it. I love, I love where we are and where we're going. It's exciting times. Uh, I, I want to thank you. Um, I've already taken up more time of yours than I said I would. Uh, so I, I really appreciate you. Uh, I know you've got a ton of things to do. So thank you very much, sir. Any last words for ATA Nation out there? You know, uh, I would just say I appreciate all of you, um, you know, and thank you for em embracing me. Uh, I got to see many of you at world championships. I'm looking forward to seeing you at fall nationals and spring nationals. Um, some of you have 
been very vocal about, um, you know, different concerns. I welcome that, you know, if I don't know the answer or if I disagree with you, um, just be open to that, right? Because that's what res mutual respect is. Uh, but I will respect your opinion and I will, will respect the fact that you have um, the ability to, to share with me and we can have that, uh, you know, proper discourse moving forward and, um, and come to common grounds and, and move forward with great things. If, if you have any concerns, I'd, I welcome you to bring it to me. Um, I'd rather hear it directly from you rather than in a chat room somewhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and, and so I, I, but at the end of the day, ATA Nation, you're fantastic. I want to guarantee you that I'm here to protect you, protect your future moving forward, do everything that we can to make it the best future for you, your families, and, uh, you know, protect who we are as the ATA. And mm -hmm. I, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, sir. We, we greatly appreciate it. We'll see you at uh, Nationals. Yes, sir. Here's what's going on in ATA Nation. Super cool to hear from uh, Senior Master Lee. Great information about carrying on the legacy Eternal Grandmaster. Really uh, appreciate his time today. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, the biggest thing going on in ATA Nation is next week we have uh, Fall Nationals out in Pittsburgh. So you can definitely see me there. I'll be out there um, with a, a bunch of my, uh, you know, a couple of thousand of my closest ATA friends. Um, but some other things going on in ATA Nation, and the big other thing is that it is Founders Month. Um, this month we celebrate Eternal Grandmaster, um, and we do some awesome fundraisers. So in the past, we've talked on this podcast about the Pink Belt Revolution, and your school may be participating in that. Uh, make sure you're talking to your instructors about that. And then, obviously, fundraisers for the H.U. Lee Scholarship Foundation. Um, and uh, you probably saw uh, Chief Master uh, Tammy Stauber online doing an awesome board break, encouraging other people to kind of do their own board break to raise money. Um, different kinds of fundraisers going on this month. I know for my school, we're doing a, a, a what's called a jar wars against uh, two other schools. Right now, my school is getting its butt kicked, which is uh, not my favorite thing. So we're gonna we're gonna pick up our game for the next part of uh, the month to make sure that we can win. But uh, we want you guys out there to make sure you're participating in the Scholarship Foundation and wishing for mommy the all the great things going on for uh, Founders Month. So make sure you're checking that out. Head over to the H.U. Lee um, Foundation website. Make sure that you are uh, following ATA International on all of the social medias. Okay? So um, make sure you take part in that. Now, I know last week I was supposed to have an episode that was going to be the um, Ask Me Anything episode, um, but then uh, I realized it was uh, Founders Day, and I wanted to make sure that we uh, recognized that, so we did a rebroadcast last week. We are going to still have that Ask Me Anything, and it might actually turn into a, an interview with my daughter and ask, uh, you know, kind of a, a tiger interview thing, so uh, stay tuned for that. That may be next week. That might be the next the week after that. We'll see couple episodes left um before we hit that big 100 so uh make sure you guys are out there taking action thanks for listening to another episode of the ata nation podcast be sure to subscribe and share with your ata family
Hey guys, um, you know, if you want to help me out with this Jar Wars thing, I'd really appreciate it. Um, it's uh, myself uh, at Excellence Martial Arts going against uh, Mr. A.J. Smith over there at Unity Martial Arts and Mr. Mason Franks going over uh, at uh, Impact Martial Arts. And right now, um, we're about $400 behind um, Mr. A.J. Smith at Unity Martial Arts. So if anyone wants to, uh, you know, send over some uh, coinage for us to... Uh, uh, win, you know, I'd really appreciate that. You know, just just a thought. If you want to help the scholarship foundation, you know, it's going to be a good time. And uh, I don't like to lose. We'll see how it goes. Take care, guys.